I prioritize my health. I'm going to the gym four to six times a week. You cannot stop that. I'm okay. sorry. If I die tomorrow because of health complications, mm -hmm. the job, whatever, will replace me later. Like, that, my job will be posted that fast. I've got to take care of myself. Same thing goes with my family. I have chosen to prioritize my relationship with God and then my family. Those are the two most important things to me. If something happens to like, where I've got to pick between, you know, job, even my business and my family, I'm sorry. Family's winning. My spiritual relationship is winning. Hey guys, it's Ariel from the Work and Play Podcast. If you're getting any value from this channel, and I mean anything from the tutorials to the podcast to the random videos that you see on this channel, then I just ask that you do one thing. Please subscribe. Subscribe and share this to anyone that you think this resonates with and drop a comment below so I know what other things that you want to see next. Now let's get back to the episode. Welcome to another edition of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel, and I'm here with the wonderful guest, Mr. Jay Remy. How you doing? I'm good. Blessed to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. So, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I met Jay Remy in a great professional development group um, full of entrepreneurs, uh, which I talk about it all the time, but we meet at the, in the morning meetup, nine to eight to nine Eastern time. And Jay Remy, I don't even know our first interaction. I think, it, of course, it was probably on Zoom. Right. And then we ended up transitioning our relationship in person. And the rest is history. So what I know about Jay Remy is he is um, a leader um, in, the, in the baseball space. And he'll tell us a little bit more about his career journey. But um, without further ado, I would like to share the mic with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ariane, for having me on. Uh, like she said, we met uh, morning meetup. I think the first time we met in person was at the content creation boot camp. Um, shout out, shout out, Dave Chance for that, the goat. <laughs> but um, yeah, she mentioned, you know, I'm a leader in the baseball space. I guess if you want to say, uh, I work for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, this is my, I guess, technically like part of my third year working for them. You know, I've been let go because of COVID, but then rehired, uh, and I was an intern a few years ago. So. Um, that's a long-winded journey that we don't like have to get super in-depth into, but um, just a small window. You know, I've, um, I'm a kid from St. Louis, um, Southern Illinois. Actually, shout out Belleville and all the people who I went to high school with and to some of my really good friends I'm still really good friends with. Um, but I, I've grown up loving baseball uh, my entire life. You know, watching, I played up through, high, uh, through the end of high school and I was going to college and you know, uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an architect, kind of like in the middle of, in the middle of high school. And so, um, I my dad actually had me meet with an architect over lunch because he was like, "Well, let's see if you actually like it." Because as a kid, I used to come up with all these ideas and like draw them out and go like, "Hey, dad, we should build this." And of course, he was supportive and said, "Yes." Uh, if you guys know that fridge where you can like look into it, I came up with that idea first. I take credit for that. But I was ten, so I. Didn't know how to actually like build it, but I take credit for that. I got the blueprints at my, uh, at my mom's house. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I met with the architect and we sat down at lunch. He showed me all his blueprints and it was cool, but I don't like to draw. I said I like drawing those, but I don't like drawing blueprints. I just wanted to draw the actual thing and then be done. So um, at that point, I knew architecture wasn't for me. My dad always told me, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And so that's when I kind of combined like... Uh, you know, I'm really good at math and my love for baseball, and that's kind of how I merged the two. So I don't play. Um, I work in the front office for the Atlanta Braves. Um, my title is Bill Lucas Fellow. Bill Lucas was the first African-American GM, so I'm very honored to um, hold that title with the Atlanta Braves. 
Um, and I, I, I work in our uh, Major League Operations Department doing advanced scouting, which is we're basically um, game planning for, for the upcoming teams that we're going to see. But um, yeah, I, I went to Notre Dame and, and worked for the baseball team there for a year and studied statistics, um, all with the intention of uh, getting into baseball, which I was fortunate enough to happen through some connections and a ton of networking. Um, shout out to Tyrone Brooks, who's been a huge mentor for me in, in, the, in the baseball space. And so, um, yeah, I, I received a call in late 2018. I graduated from Notre Dame in May 2018 and went back uh, to work at a movie theater, actually. Gra graduate from Notre Dame and didn't have a job. Um, so I went back making minimum wage at a movie theater um, and was soon promoted to assistant manager at uh, one of our near locations. So I got like a $2 raise. So Notre Dame grad, we're making 10 bucks an hour. That's a great time. Um, but it was all because I wanted to work in baseball. So a few months later, I actually got a call from the Braves asking me if I wanted to intern with them. And I interviewed and, of course, accepted. And then um, now, I'm, now I'm here kind of two, two and a half years-ish into this career. And um, it's definitely been good. It's, it's treated me very well um, thus far. And I definitely enjoy it um, because baseball, like I said, is easily my favorite thing in the world. But now I'm kind of getting into um, entrepreneurship as I have um, maybe for the last year or so, not really knowing what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard the quote, doing it ugly. I'm definitely doing it ugly. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, but that's been a fun journey too. So working for the Braves, have my, you know, my fitness and nutrition business, Dorsey Healthy Living, um, really just loving like both of them. And I think eventually one of them is going to give, and I think I know which one will give eventually, but, um, yeah, excited to be on. So that's a little um, bit about me. Yeah. I'm glad you did that because what you did was so, um, I already know so much about the past. Yeah. And uh, because we met each other in an entrepreneur group, I get to get I get to get a chance to get into a little bit more of how you found this your next business. So, yeah. would you mind telling us a little bit more about the brand yeah. and then what your business actually is? Yeah. So, Dorsey Open <laughs> Living is all about. Um, actually, let me predicate predicate this by saying I'm not a personal trainer. I guess technically I am because I am certified as a personal trainer and nutrition coach, but I don't brand myself as such. Um, I actually brand myself as a fitness and nutrition coach because I'm all about the education of fitness and nutrition in addition to the results. Obviously, you go to a gym, you hire a personal trainer, they're gonna help you get the results. My big thing is why, my, my big question is why do so many people ping pong back and forth in their weight? Like they may lose it and then gain it all back and then lose it and gain it all back. And the, the biggest answer I found is there's two. A, there's so much information out there that it's hard to sift through. Um, so you end up going and doing one diet and it works and then you stop and then you, do what you did before and then it's back. And then the other thing is um, people just don't know. Like the, the education actually like wasn't taught to us like as mm -hmm. kids. Um, we kind of just did whatever our parents did. And I was fortunate enough that I had two very um, healthy parents. They were very active. Um, and so that's kind of how I got started. And then as I continued to move forward, um, I kind of just learned on my own, did a bunch of research. Um, so that's, that's basically how I like started this brand is I wanted to not only help people get the results, but teach them so that whenever I was done working with them, they would know what to do. So it's like the education piece. The benefit of that is if I help somebody today who's 20, 25, 30, whenever they have kids, they'll teach their kids that. And so it's like a trickle down effect, which is basically what I want. It's so that people in this country and around the world like know like, hey, there's like, this is like how I can like eat healthy. And it's not one specific thing. I preach balance all the time. Like I'm not telling you, you have to stop eating or drinking the things that you absolutely love, but mm -hmm. also realize we need to incorporate the things that our body actually needs to survive and thrive on this earth. 
Absolutely. So, um, that's where Dorsey Healthy Living was kind of branded and it comes from experience. You know, I, I ping pong back and forth for a little bit myself and yeah. uh, was just learning all the information as I, as I go along and you document the process. And uh, now I'm just excited to be teaching people about that. Um, so it's not about just the training aspect. It's also all the it's also about the teaching aspect. Yeah, and it sounds like it's also about the lifestyle. So yeah. your coaching is suitable for a person who wants to establish a consistent, healthy lifestyle yeah. with that incorporates fitness. Yeah. It's not, okay, I'm going to the beach this Saturday. Okay. I need to really get in. I need to get really chiseled. Um, and it also sounds like if you're trying to be a bodybuilder, that's not it. Correct. It's about sustainable activity on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah. And I really like that. So. You said you yo-yoed a little bit in your own um, career. So tell me a little bit about like the core client that you actually work with. How did you, how did you find out that this is something that would be a sustainable business? Yeah. You? So it was actually before I started the business, I was helping a few friends who saw me as an expert doing it because I, that's like what I preached for so long. Um, and so they would always come to me like, yo, can you write me a workout? <clears throat> what should I be eating? How much should I be eating? Is there a specific time of day? Mm -hmm. How does this benefit me? And I was always able to answer their questions, um, mostly because I would go to Google and just answer it. But then you answer it so much and you just remember. Um, and so just like, for instance, like I just know that calcium is good for bone development and bone sustainability. And so like you can get those things from you know, like spinach, etc. And so. I've learned so long after just like Googling everything and like refining the information after helping so many friends for free that I was like, I could really turn this into a business because I help so many people for free and people pay for this information to like ping pong back and forth that what if I had somebody pay for the information and then also not ping pong back and forth because nobody really wants to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it really just came from like me helping friends just kind of on the side because they would just hit me up like, yo, is this good to eat? How's this workout? Can you write me a workout? And I was like, yeah, yeah sure. I mean, I do it for myself. I do it for you too. Right. So. And the funny, the funny part is, or the fun part is, you get to do it with your friends, mm -hmm. meaning you can run your business and make money and have a little bit of fun at work at yeah. the same time. Exactly. Um, one thing about your journey that um, really excites me is that you kind of were okay with pivoting at different points in your life. So you gave us a little bit of your backstory how you were interested in architecture at first, then you went to Notre Dame, and then now you're at the Braves, but there were different shifts and pivots. Yeah. So when it comes to this fitness space and you being in a new um, a new industry, what did that pivot look like? Because Yeah, that's... so it actually happened quick. And it's insane how it happened, um, to be honest, because so 2020, just another small story, I'll keep it short. Um, beginning of 2020, I moved to Atlanta. Um, because I had gotten promoted to go to the office with the Braves after my internship in 2019. So I moved to Atlanta, really excited. Uh, you know, I got to go to spring training. It was great. Um, under the same title as a Bill Lucas Fellow apprenticeship at that point. But um, then COVID happened in March. Everything got shut down and we were all worried. Like, are we going to get furloughed? Are we going to lose our jobs? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't worried. I was like, I'll be fine. Like, God wouldn't move me to Atlanta just to like have me lose my job five months in. Yeah. It happened. I lost my job five months <laughs> in. Um, so end of May, May 31st was my last day with the Braves at that point. Yeah. Um, but what's crazy is the beginning of May is actually when I started the brand. And I had no idea I was going to lose my job. <clears throat> I just thought, I really am passionate about this. So like, let's, let's just go for it. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as I lost my job, I just went head first into my brand because I'd already started it. A month, mm -hmm. month before so it's just it's insane when i like think back about it because it's not like you know may 31st happened 
And then it was June 1st that I started. I started at the beginning of May. And there was a lot of crazy things going on, you know, losing my job. I just lost my dad. Um, and there was just like a bunch of insane things happening. But like, I look back now, it's been about a year. I look back now and I'm like, the timing of everything was like very impeccable. Like yeah. it couldn't have been any more perfect and like how it laid out. Um, yeah. Cause it's not like I was like panicked to start another thing. It was as soon as I lost my job, I was like, all right, well I know what I'm doing next. Like yeah. this is a sign and then going back to like, you know, God would move me to Atlanta. Now I'm like, I have my Braves job back. And like I, like Atlanta's the hub. First of all, y'all gotta move to Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> Make us a quick love like, love. Y'all gotta move to Atlanta. Atlanta's yeah. great. Um, but I've met people like you, you know, shout out Marlon, Jamal, Dave, Donnie, everybody. Like they're all here. Uh, and some of them are, but they come here and it's like, my mindset has just grown, especially in this entrepreneurship journey, my personal development journey, which like lends itself to my other areas of my life, my marriage. I'm going to be a father soon. Like all of it, like all of it is growing. Yeah. And like, I attribute that to the people I've met here. Mm. Um, and just like being a girl, like my dad started that small town in Illinois and I moved here and just like got around people who are, you know, the same forward minded thinking as me. It's just been, it's been incredible. So the pivot was like, unplanned but perfect at the same time yeah so. the pivot happened and everything that was supposed to be in place for your mindset to catch up yeah. was right there yeah so let's go back to your mindset when you started the business because you yeah. said you started a month before you even got let go and what i know about jeremy um is that you were in a good place you loved what you were doing yeah. you still love what you're doing like this is like baseball is life slash yeah. being um able to like do everything that you want to do plus your goal of being a gm which we haven't even talked about, yeah. you were in a good place. Yeah. So when you started your business, what was your idea around it if it wasn't to like, yeah. you know, be on so full-time entrepreneur? At that time, it was just to have like a side thing. Okay. Um, it was like strictly like a side thing. I, I was, it was like, you hear people in entrepreneurship, it's either a side hustle or like a business company. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be a side hustle mm -hmm. um, where I was just like helping a few people here and there. Um, I, had, I had no plans on like growing my Instagram huge. I just wanted to help a few people here and there. Um, so that was the mindset around it. And then obviously in the last three months that has substantially changed. But um, How yeah, it was, changed? yeah, so it's it's changed now. Like, and, and granted, like, they're gonna join more to meet up. But this morning, <laughs> like, we had, a, we had a call and it was like, why put a limit on like what we can do? And I, I preach that. Like, I'm the one saying, like, I want to be an MLB GM. Keep in mind, there's only, for those who don't know baseball, there's only 30 of those jobs. So, like, for me to say, like, I'm going to go be a GM, like, that's not putting a limit on what I can do, but I was doing that with my business. And so, like, this morning, we talked about it. It's like, don't make your minimum your maximum. And it's like, wow, like, I can actually, like, make this thing through the roof, especially because I know I have something mm -hmm. that's a good idea, and it's a hole in my market. Yeah. Now, everybody asked me at the beginning, aren't you worried about it being so saturated? Something I learned at a content boot camp, you know, that I met you at was saturation. You should only be worried about saturation if your marketing is not great. And I was like, oh, so like, and, and not, not to mention, there's always going to be people who resonate with you versus somebody else. Mm -hmm. So like me knowing who I am, this is not to sound like arrogant or self-centered, but like me knowing who I am is like a very electric human being having an idea that I know is sustainable and like some pe people are looking for, like combining that with just like getting the word out there, like I know I'll shoot to the top. So mm -hmm. like why put a cap on that? Like that's mm -hmm. limited my own potential at that point. Absolutely. And I said at the beginning, I have no interest in being average. So by keeping it a side business, that's keeping me in a cage that's average. 
So at this point, I'm like, nah, we're gonna run it all the way up. Absolutely, I yeah. I, I mean, well, when you think about it, there are people who want to get ripped and cut, and there are people who want the fat butt, and there are people who want to get really slim and trim. But there's not a lot of people who want to build the consistency to just work out, the yeah. discipline to work out, or the the plan to work out, or just in, learn how to implement a little bit of workout in their lifestyle. There's a, there's specifically a person who who needs that support. Now, earlier today, um, we were talking and you were saying that, I can't even remember what the actual thing that we were talking about was, but you said, hey, I have this mindset with this, but I haven't applied it with this, right? Mm -hmm. And I can't remember what it was. I'll, it'll probably come to me once you start talking, but now that we know that we have been kind of limiting our like revenue goals or our business goals, and even thinking about the transformation that we want, so we're, we're already having a transformation as individuals. And then we have transformations that we want our, our clients to reach. How have you changed the way that you shape your the transformation of the results for your clients based on today's conversation? Yeah, <laughs> so, and it's insane because I was actually thinking about this last night as I was drilling before bed. Um, the, the, the only way that like I can help other people transition and transform is if I have done it myself. Mm. Um, so I've done it like in my own fitness journey. I was, I was, I was heavier. I was at fat places. I didn't want it. Like I, I saw a picture and like didn't like the way I looked. I was like, something's got to change. And then I assessed everything. I'm not working out. I'm eating pizza, burger, cookies every day, three times a day. I eat pancakes, you know, every day. Like I'm no kind of veggies, fruits, like nothing. Yeah. Um, and so eventually I, you know, I adopted a plant-based lifestyle. Um, and that's kind of where it all started. But like now being able to take that and take my experiences and even like today, I'm still growing as a person mm -hmm. and I'm implementing new disciplines. You know, I, I have my own affirmations that I read and eight of the adjectives are healthy, organized, disciplined, consistent, patient, punctual, present, and obedient. Um, and I, I recite those four to five times a day because I know like these are the kinds of things that will shape me to be an even better human. A, a child of God, and be a better human for the people that I want to impact. And I know if people can see that in me, they'll be able to see it in them because I wasn't always this way. Yeah. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm late everywhere. I'm the worst when it comes to punctuality. But that's why you did that punctual yeah. challenge on your Instagram. Yeah. And so if you don't follow me, I, every day on my Instagram story, I do. The, it's called the Punctuality Chronicles. Okay. And I'm documenting like... I need to be on time yeah. everywhere. It doesn't matter. And at first I was picking, you know, maybe two or three things every day. And I yeah. actually had a conversation with Dave yesterday. He's like, go all in now. Uh -huh. Like, do it. Just be the person who is on time. And so now it's like, I got, I got like four more like times to do it today. I'm going to be on punctual for all of them. Yeah. But like, please. He was on time for this interview too, y'all. <laughs> right on time. I said, dang. <laughs> I got a couple more minutes. <laughs> but like, that's, that's the person I invited to be. You know, you know, I say it, I say it and I'm like, you know, millionaires aren't late. And like, okay, they, they probably are, mm -hmm. to be honest. But like in my head, I can't I can't not have the ability to show up on time and not and make a million a million dollars. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like how do how can I expect to handle a million dollars or even get there if I can't show up somewhere on time? Mm -hmm. And so like don't get me wrong, like I may come off as like super, you know, disciplined, but like I'm working on it every day too. Mm -hmm. Um and it's an everyday process. And so by me like being in the trenches that's how I'm able to also help people who are in the churches because I'm going through it. Yeah. I'm better than I was yesterday, but I'm not where I need to be. Absolutely. So, I'm with that. Yeah. One of the things that um, has changed my mindset has definitely been our reading. So yeah. like now that that's a habit, um, it's, it's really helped. And not only have us reading changed, changed like my habits, it's changed my life. So 
I'm no longer doing recovery bar because I really had a business and fitness so that I could just be yeah. and have a habit of working out. Yep. And I think I might actually just have to tap into your community so that I can continue <laughs> to continuously like do something. Um, but what was one of those, like, what was one book, if not in the morning meetup, any, any time that really changed the way you live? Ooh, that's good. Um, actually, I think it did, oh, ooh, there's a few. So, one of them did come from the morning meetup, it was Atomic Habits. It was actually the first book that we read, mm -hmm. or the first book I read when I joined the morning meetup. Um, and I realized, like, my favorite line in that is, environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. And when I assessed like my life, okay, growing up in my house, my mom and dad like didn't accept anything. Like every time we came home, it was like B or better. And then all of a sudden my dad changed it to A or better. And he, he wasn't strict, right? Like mm -hmm. if we didn't, he didn't like hit us if we didn't bring home an A, it wasn't <laughs> like that. Like he set the expectation uh -huh. and then was like, bring it home. But instead of punishing us for it, he rewarded us for it. And so it's like, we went to get donuts if, if that was the case and you know, whatever it may be. And so looking back it's like wow that environment piece is huge and like like atomic habits talks about like habit stacking and like all these different like actual things that i can do to like be better about my habits and so atomic habits like has easily been probably my favorite book that i've ever read and i'm def i'm probably it's one of those books i think think and grow rich is another one um and that one's like all about mindset as well mm -hmm. when it comes to that like those are two books that I'm gonna read every year for the rest of my life because those things need to be top of mind all the time. Yeah. Uh, so think, yeah, uh, Atomic Habits was, was was pretty huge, and I only read that a couple months ago. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It's so. crazy how how quickly. I mean, honestly and truly, a mindset shift can happen in a second. Yeah. Like yesterday, a moment ago, I can say, you know, I used to drink, and today I can say, or this moment I can say, I am no longer a drinker. Yeah. Like, if once you commit to a new lifestyle, once you commit to a new dream, then, like, you essentially can change your life yep. in a moment. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. quick. That's, that's really dope. So, let's talk a little bit more about your journey, because um, now that we know the fitness um, consistently, consistent teacher, we'll say, yep. teacher, fitness, um, slash coach. Um, that's who you are today, but it, it wasn't always fitness and you're currently in a place where you're both corporate and you're entrepreneur. So can you walk us through your corporate journey and how you got to, you know, start to be coming to embrace entrepreneurship? Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest thing, where did I hear this? Um, oh, there was a program that I went through last summer, um, with some guys I know and actually a couple of my friends and I went through it and I was... I don't want to say I was in a bad spot, but looking back, like, just mindset, like, wasn't where it needed to be. I was the kind of person who, like, felt compelled to have lots of touch points with friends mm -hmm. um, or, you know, not set my own boundaries when it came to work or, you know, really anything. Um, and so they really helped me break that. I was like, your friends will still be your friends whether you talk to them every day or every week. Like it's about the quality of the relationship and not the number of touch points. So when I finally got that through my mind, I was able to focus more on me internally. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where like my transition really began to take off because like now that I have more energy to focus on myself and what I need to do, that allows me to now take care of more people. Mm -hmm. I, I'll tell everybody like, if you're not fine, you can't help anybody. So if I'm not okay, I can't help anybody. I've got to like fill my cup first before I can go pour into other people. Absolutely, I say it all the time. Yep, and so like for me, like 
looking at, you know, in my corporate job, in my entrepreneurship, like it's, it's been growing because really because of last summer, obviously my entire life, but it's really been growing because I decided to like begin putting myself first. And so like, we can even go back to, you know, when I first got into fitness and nutrition, I began to like put my health first, which gave me more energy, gave me more confidence. It started those tiny little disciplines yeah. of like, Ooh, this is a good one. Um, so I, I didn't work out really before like sophomore year of college. I ran a little bit freshman year, like leisurely with one of my friends, Sarah, shout out Sarah. Um, and then the only time I worked out before that was I was on the baseball team. So we did conditioning like right before the season started. But other than that, I wasn't an active human being. Um, and so I was going in the evening um, during the latter half of sophomore year. And I just discovered, I was like, I'm tired by six o'clock. I don't feel like going to the gym. So I wouldn't go all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of my friends, Kevin, he, he suggested that I go in the morning and I was not a morning person. And I was like, how am I gonna get up and go to the gym in the morning? And I'm sure a bunch of you probably resonate with this, not a morning person. Not a morning person, exactly. um, Which by the way, that's another limiting belief, um, saying you're not a morning person, mm -hmm. because we as humans can do anything. Don't forget that. Um, but I, I practiced every day that summer, or Monday through Friday, I got up at 7 a.m. I usually, keep in mind, I'm the kind of person who like, if I have class at 11 a.m., I get up at 10.30. So I spent the entire summer getting up at 7 a.m. to practice for when I got back to school. Even if I even if I was just gonna have the alarm go off and sit in bed, I needed to know that like 7 a.m. comes, you're awake. Mm -hmm. um, and so looking back and like practicing that for three months straight, when I got back to school, getting up at 6 a.m. for the gym was easy. I was like, this is easy. And so I went Monday through Friday and then had an accountability partner who I met at the gym. Um, and so we, you know, he made sure like, yo, you coming today? And I was like, yep, I'll be there. I'm on my way. I'm walking there right now. And so like though, but I did, what I didn't realize is like all of those tiny things that I did that I began implementing people speaking into my life, like has like brought me forward now. And then looking back at last summer, that's brought me forward now. Yeah. And it's like really shaped like who I am. Yeah. Like getting me like just to be better. So you pretty much, you, you, you built your fitness muscles starting sophomore year of college. And you also mentioned that you yo-yo back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. So I would imagine there's some type of, there's some challenges that you, you, you've learned to mitigate. And I'm curious, what would you say the, the biggest challenge? Have you ever yo-yoed while, while you were in corporate? And then what was that challenge that you had to overcome as mm -hmm. a corporate person? Um, so... I guess there, there's like one, it's like a very small one. I haven't been in corporate super long. I was an intern in 19, only employed for like half of 2020. And then now I'm reemployed now. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just like the time, um, the time aspect, you know, everybody wants financial freedom, which is great. Um, I'm after time freedom, which requires financial freedom um, because I, I'm really big on like, especially now, like being present in the moment. Um, you know, I've, I've got a kid on the way and I've been married for, eight months now um, to my wonderful wife Zoe um, and and we've actually been together for nine years coming up soon so we, you know we've been together since high school and what I don't want is to miss opportunities with her and my future kid and then you know whatever kids we have and so like that's probably my biggest conflict now is like the back and forth piece of like you know working working in baseball you work a lot of hours mm -hmm. um, and it's it's just part of the job like in season you work a ton of hours mm -hmm. um but like that time piece is becoming even more important to me especially now that i have a son or a son or daughter we don't know yet but <laughs> thanks being um, into existence yeah i mean and honestly like 
I never had a younger sister, so pardon me, hopes it's a girl. But um, I had an older brother, an older sister, and a younger brother, but never a younger sister. So, um, but just like that's that's like the yo-yo that I'm I'm working with right now. Because like, don't get me wrong, working in baseball is awesome. Like, with it being my favorite thing in the world, like. I'm very blessed and thankful to be where I am because I realize not a lot of people get to do it. Mm -hmm. But then there's always that piece of like, I really want to go spend time with my wife. I really want to go spend time with my friends. Um, I want to build my business. I want to, you know, in six months, I want to spend time with my kid. Um, you know, I, I met, I held my first newborn. Some of our friends just had their first child uh, maybe three weeks ago. And about a week and a half ago, I held him. That was my first time ever holding a newborn. And I didn't want to put him down. And I was like, this isn't even my kid. And he's my best friend already. <laughs> and I was like, in six months, nobody's going to hear from me for a long time. Because yeah. it's just going to be me, Zoe, and our baby. And that's it. Um, yeah. And so that's like that's probably the yo-yo that I'm dealing with right now. Time. Yeah. Which is also a, a mindset shift. But we have to determine what that mindset shift is. What your, what your point. You know, we kind of know what your point A is. But we have to figure out what your point B yeah. is going to be. And it sounds like you'll be balancing both corporate, your business, and then your family. Yeah. So how do you envision prioritizing the two? Or how, like, now that we're talking about it, I think it's important for us to start to put things out there yeah. and make it clear. So what will that time look like when you're with your family? Yeah, so um, I, think it's, I think it's important for everybody to hear this piece specifically. Everybody has the same 24 hours. So I don't have time. I don't not have time for anything. Mm -hmm. I always have time for something. It just depends on, like you said, how we prioritize it. So mm -hmm. obviously me being in the fitness and nutrition space, I prioritize my health. I'm going to the gym four to six times a week. You cannot stop that. I'm okay. sorry. If I die tomorrow because of health complications, mm -hmm. the job, whatever, will replace me later. Like that, my job will be posted that fast. I've got to take care of myself. Same thing goes with my family. I have chosen to prioritize my relationship with God and then my family. Those are the two most important things to me. If something happens to like where I've got to pick between, you know, job, even my business and my family, I'm sorry. Family's winning. My spiritual relationship is winning. Mm -hmm. um, with that said, obviously, like the job or thing is the thing that we use to take care of our family. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's times, obviously, that I need to be at work because that's what makes the money to take care of the family. Um, I think when it's all said and done, and even now, like I'm prioritizing my family. I don't get that time back. Mm -hmm. um, I can always make more money, like, you know, whatever it may be, but I don't get the time back. First steps, dates with my wife, you don't get that time back. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm really, really focused on like prioritizing my spiritual relationship and my family because of the two most important things to me. And like I said, that time piece is important. And so I'm choosing to prioritize those uh, right now. And then, you know, sometimes it's needed where I have to like prioritize my business or prioritize my work because it's what's it's necessary, mm -hmm. but it can't be the focus yeah. 100% of the time. Because um, if I lose my family or I lose my spiritual relationship, then like, what was all that for? Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, for me, it's it's about prioritizing my family because they're what's most important to me um, in addition to my, my relationship with God. But yeah. Um, yeah. I like what I like the fact that you I don't know if y'all caught it, but as a man who's living the example, when your baby is born, we are gonna be able to see if even if it's not on Instagram, yeah. that you're working out four times a week, 
and that you're putting your health first. Yeah. So I think if no one else got that, when you're pushing your next client, hey, I know you just had that baby, but it's time to get to the gym. Yeah. Know that it's coming from a place where you you did it first. Yeah. So we'll be checking in on that piece. Oh yeah. And and then the other thing is like I'm gonna I have to make it easier for myself, right? Mm -hmm. It's not maybe it's not feasible to drive to a gym that's 25 minutes away, but like. I have plans to just like buy some dumbbells. So if I can't get to the gym, I'll just do something in my living room. That's a great, you know I mean? that's a great thing. Um, and that's, that's how you guys can like prioritize. I mean, really prioritize anything. It's just make it easier. Like mm -hmm. if you can't go to the gym, bring the gym home. <laughs> I feel like that was atomic habits as well. Right. Make it easier. Yeah. 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 So we've actually explored um, a lot from your entrepreneurial journey as well as your fitness journey. And I'm curious, so because this morning, as a frame of reference, this morning we talked about um, our relationship with money. I'm curious to know what your relationship with money is and how has it changed? Do you want to know the relationship, my relationship with money a year ago yeah. or today? I want to know A and B. A and B. Okay, so I had a year ago I had an internal conflict with money. Um, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. I took that as saying... Don't make any money mm -hmm. because if you do, it's evil. Mm -hmm. um, what I've learned since then, especially joining you know, this community, is that A, you need that to take care of um, your family and take care of other people. But you can also do some really incredible things with money. Um, you know, Some people hoard it and that's what the Bible doesn't want us to do. You can look mm -hmm. at the parable of the talents. Um, the Bible doesn't want us to just take money and stuff it in the ground. Um, God wants us to take the money and just like make his kingdom better, uh, which is what I plan to do. And so I want to make the money, make sure that, you know, my wife, me, my family are taken care of, but then use, use that to like make the world a better place. Whether it's like starting a nonprofit, giving it to charity, tithing, that's super important to me. Tithing is important. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, like use that money, the extra money that you make to, um, just like make the world better, make those around you better. You can really bless people like if they just have a little bit more. And even if you don't give them the cash directly, like buying people something that they may need. I mean like something I'm huge on, actually a little story, my grandma on two different occasions, um, which she's in heaven now, but um, on two different occasions for Christmas gave me $20, $20 bill, that's all she had. Um, so she gave me a $20 bill, maybe three or four years, maybe five years ago, and then again three years ago. And she said, don't use it unless it's an emergency. And this isn't a moment for me to like brag or anything. It's just how I, um, how I view um, money. But a few years ago, um, I, I carried that, the first one, I carried that 20 in my wallet with me for almost a year. Because she said, don't use it unless it's an emergency. I didn't have any cash in my wallet except that 20. But it's not an emergency, so I'm not using it. My dad and I were at the grocery store and uh, we were leaving. And this lady and her two sons came, were like walking and they were staying at the hotel. Uh, an extended stay hotel and she needed some money um, or else they were going to UK her out she needed and so without hesitation I pulled the 20 out and gave it to her I think it covered I think she had most of it um, I think the 20 covered the rest of it and I knew in that moment that like I know grandma said like use an emergency but that was an emergency it wasn't my emergency it was her emergency mm. um, but like I didn't wouldn't my dad and I had gone to the grocery store an hour sooner I would never run into her um, and it's actually crazy because my birthday was a month later and my wife bought me a, uh, she was my girlfriend at the time, but my wife bought me a lottery ticket and I won $100 off that lottery ticket. But, so like God ended up blessing me for it anyway. Um, and then fast back, uh, backtrack to last year, same thing happened. 
uh, a family needed something, so I pulled the 20 out, gave it to him, no hesitation. It's not something that I, I shared it with my wife, and I was with a coworker, so he knew, but that's not something I ever shared, because I was like, I don't need to share that um, kind of thing. But I think it's important that like, some people look at money like it's a bad thing, but we can use it to bless other people. Um, and like, that family got that extra stay at the hotel, that other family got the extra stay with wherever they were living. Um, and that's just a way that like you can bless people. So last year I was like, no, we're not, we're not making anything for me. Um, anything we make is going to be used for other people. And now I've learned it's like, I can take care of myself with it. I can take care of my family with it, but also use the abundance of money to bless other people. Um, and that's kind of, that's how I view it now. So. Yeah. I just caught another, um, maybe nuance in, in that, you know, from a health perspective, you can't pour out of an empty cup. But now you've come around to the idea that you have to pay yourself first because you can't bless other people yeah. until you bless yourself. Correct. And it started with a blessing from grandma. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So thinking about all the people, you know, who matter to you. And I know you've um, you've mentioned your grandma, you mentioned your dad. And of course, we mentioned David. Where do you go for like your professional development or who's your coach? Yeah. So I guess right now I don't I don't have one. I'm just kind of navigating myself by myself, which is not great. Get a coach, get a mentor. You know, I have a mentor in baseball. I, you know, my dad is probably my biggest mentor and um, unfortunately he's not here anymore. But um, right now I'm really looking up to people like you and, and Dave and Donnie and Marlon and, and Jamal, people who are all headed in the right direction. So while I don't have that, you know, overhang, maybe we can consider Dave and Donnie that, but um, also just like being a part of the community and like seeing what they're doing, which like motivates me to be better. I think the biggest part about being in a group is like, if I suck, I won't be a part of the group anymore. So like, I've got to stay on top of my stuff. Um, it's it's not like you guys are going to kick me out. I'm going to just leave. <laughs> so, so it's like, wow. Yeah, I'm not doing what they're doing. See ya. Um, so there's incentive to me to like stay around. But yeah, I, I definitely am looking to get, you know, a, a, an actual coach. Because like, there's only so much I can do by myself. And also why make all the mistakes when they made them and they created something that like will keep me from making it's just like it's like silly at this point yeah um, i'm like i might as well not go make the mistakes i think at the beginning it's fine to make those mistakes yeah but like i'm a year into this now i don't need to necessarily be making all the mistakes to go all the way up Absolutely. and somebody already did it so accelerate that growth baby and, <laughs> and if you think about it that's what i'm doing for other people is like i yes. spent so much time going back and forth it's like let me help you here's the information and like this way you don't have to. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So I love to visualize the opportunities that we want to come up, come forth because sometimes when we get thrown opportunities every, like from all different places, we don't know which one looks like a really good opportunity. So one part about finding a coach would be identifying what the challenge is. Yeah. So what challenge are you currently facing right now that you would like support with? Yeah, so I think my biggest thing is just keeping everything together. I am super ambitious, so my brain just fires off. Um, if I see a new opportunity, I'm like, oh, wait, let's maybe explore this one. And I think the biggest thing I've taken from Dave and Donnie thus far, especially just watching their podcast, is like, focus on, on one thing and and really go ham after that. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, when I first started, my business I had a bunch of different options, like for people. And then I saw that and I was like, of course that makes sense. I can't put energy into five different things. So it's like staying focused on one, but then like a little bird will come calling and oh, here's another opportunity. Oh, 
another one, another one. So it's like really just like staying honed in and like building that up. And then the other piece is like, I don't know what I don't know. That's a blind spot. But like the business coach knows what I don't know. So um, really trying to like protect my blind spot is that and just like really honing in and making sure I don't like get caught up in distraction when there's new things that come to light are probably like my two biggest challenges. No. So we're looking for, sounds like you've already vocalized your business coach, someone who will help you hone in and focus on the task at hand, a strategy, help you get through your strategy, um, and a person that will help you mitigate those blind spots, so kind of see 10 steps ahead of you, so yeah, to speak. exactly. Dope, 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 dope. And then I guess the last question I would ask yeah. uh, is, as we think about your next journey, you're in a place where you're at the precipice of entrepreneurship in, in corporate America. You've taken the step to start your business, launch your business, and put yourself out there. So what would you say is your goal for the next three to five years? Three to five years, that's a good one. I'm actually super huge on goal setting. Of course, I don't have a clear answer to this right now. Um, <laughs> three to five years from now, so yes, familial. Um, you know, obviously you've got a kid on the way, um, and then hopeful to have another one in three to five years. Um, but I definitely want to be at a spot where I'm sustaining them. And, you know, we had our call this morning um, where we talked about like six figures is not enough. And I think that's true, especially when you lay out the kind of lifestyle. And I've laid that out in my head plenty of times and you just realize like how much you need to make. And so I guess monetarily, like that really looks like I need to be in like the mid six figure range um, in that time. Um, because, and granted guys, like I'll be honest, I'm not close. But I don't need to be close as long as I know where I'm going, I'm diligent enough to get there. But um, yeah, I would say that's the mid, mid six figures, not like 50, but like, you know, three, four is probably like where I would like to be in the next three to five years. I totally think that's attainable. Just knowing like how determined I am, I don't yeah. like to lose. Yeah. So um, I like to compete against myself. And so I'm, I'm running the clock. And I think that'll allow me to take care of my family. Zoe and I want a big family, so I've got to be able to take care of them. Um, and you know, retiring her, retiring my mom, retiring her parents, like it's all under the umbrella. Um, in order to do that, gotta get going. Absolutely. So in that regard, you are close. You just have to map it out Correct. and figure out Correct. how you gonna get there. Yeah. Mentally, <laughs> mentally, I'm there. Yeah. Mentally, I'm there. Yeah. Or close to there, I should say. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, Jay Remy, thank you so much for yeah. joining us on the Work and Play podcast. Absolutely. You are, you have been the epitome of the work and play, of work and play before with being at, in baseball, which is something you love to do, and now you're finding a whole new love. And your 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 biggest love, your best <laughs> love, is on the way. Yes. So I can't wait for us to have another conversation and learn Absolutely. a little bit more about how you're creating that balance and how you're getting results for your clients. So how can the people find you? Jay? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Uh, name is at J underscore Remy, R-E-M-Y-D-E-E. -E. Uh, my name is Jeremy Dorsey, but people call me J Remy. So feel free to call me J Remy. Um, but yeah, on Instagram at um, J underscore R-E-M-Y-D-E-E. -E. Um, so yeah, you shoot me a message, you want to just connect, I will definitely reply. Love, love meeting the people and connecting. So yeah. um, that's, that's the best place to find me. Well, there you have it. If you are interested in connecting with Jay Remy outside of this conversation and you want to even learn how to boost up your own fit fitness um, journey, definitely the person to talk to. I'll be hitting you up after this yeah. um, interview just to see how we can actually get some more consistency going in my life. 
And uh, did, did you know that I also have coaching services as well? I did. So, I don't know what they entail, but you can enlighten <laughs> me. Well, absolutely. I have an eight-week program um, for people who want to go from corporate to, to employee. I mean, from employee to entrepreneur, which is essentially what you've already done and you're on your way to figuring out what that looks like right. for you. But if you guys are interested in reaching out to me, it's Arielle Young underscore. And I will definitely be back with you guys soon. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for joining us. Thank you. And thank you guys for watching. Talk to you guys later. Peace.